0: on Texans your
1: daily Houston Texans podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another installment of locked on Texans your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day and as always I'm your host Cody Davis along with my partner
1: in crime John some sports guy Hickman and I am actually operating a little bit on ir right now because i have a (laughs) uh, a, a bad back injury but that's why i don't play in the nfl that's why i am not a professional and that's why i belong to the league of football watchers we know that this football season will be different it has been different but pepsi has always been here and ready for game day no matter how we watch football this season Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it and who injure themselves while trying to exercise, but Pepsi is made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. (laughs)
0: And unfortunately, I wish we was watching the Houston Texans actually win that game on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. But of course, we live in reality and we are looking at the Houston Texans. Lose against the Tennessee Titans, 42-36. And in today's show, we're not going to touch on that game too much. However, we are going to talk about how great the offense looked. Matter of fact, how great the offense looked over the last two games, starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars and comparing it to the first four games of the regular season. And I want to pose the question, if the Texans can continue this throughout the season, especially the second half of the season, can they actually have a top 10 offense? it's, It's just a thought by how great the offense looked over the last two games. Do I think it's going to happen? No, because you got to take a look at the stupid one game that the Houston Texans are throwing out there on the field. However, the Texans have the Green Bay Packers coming in town on Sunday, which means they could be going into the bye week with a 1-6 in six record. But taking a look at their schedule, starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars on November 8th, the texans can possibly make a late push towards the playoffs and actually make some noise in the second half of the season however if they do make some noise in the second half of the season they're gonna have to do it with an improved and better version of the defense and unfortunately Garyon Conley might not be on that second half tear. During Romeo Connell's media availability Monday morning, he announced that cornerback Garyon Conley was nowhere close to returning anytime soon. And to refresh you guys' memory, Conley had ankle surgery this offseason, and we all thought that he will be returning back to the field somewhere between week five and week six of the regular season. However, here we are entering week seven, going up against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and there is no timetable for his return. Which means the Texans might be in a position where they might have to play the entire 2020 season without Conley. And that could be a scary situation when you think about it because how terrible the Texans secondary has been so far this season. Now let me just say this before moving on John. Do I think the potential of Conley's return will help the Texans establish themselves as one of the top secondary teams in the league? Mm, Hell no but Conley is a player who can actually help the Texans ease the bleeding and perhaps get the secondary back to a respectable level because he was the type of player that all he needed was a change of scenery. Things were not looking good for him with the Oakland Raiders last year, and when he got traded to Houston, he basically revived his career in the eight games that he played. In fact, in those eight games, Conley only allowed 52% of completed passes when targeted with the Texans, versus allowing 66% of the passes being
1: completed when he was a member of the Oakland Raiders when targeted. When we look at what Gary Young Conley has brought to this Houston Texan defense, uh, first of all, you threw out those two numbers, uh, only allowed 52 pass completions compared to 66 out in Oakland here in Houston. Um, but I also want to look at that he only allowed 12.5 yards per completion compared to nearly 18 in Oakland, right? Also, yards per target nearly doubled down, nearly couldn't have, rather, uh, 11.7 compared to 6.5 here in Houston, four touchdowns allowed in Oakland compared to only two here in Houston. And the rating, the passer rating on him, 130.6 in Oakland, uh, 87.1 here in Houston. He came to a situation that fit him, and it also, in turn, it fit the team. So I was looking forward to Garyon Conley having a, a full year or somewhat close to a full year. I thought that he would have been back for week four uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. However, uh, as you mentioned, the, he's still trying to go through his process getting a second opinion, and the possibility of him not playing at all this year is very high. But I think if I'm Garyon Conley and if I'm actually healthy enough to play around week 10, week 11, my question to myself would be, and my agent and my family, should I risk it right now? Even though I know moving forward, this team will more than likely look at me and bring me back for a cheaper rate and I can prove myself maybe on a one-year deal, uh, because ultimately, outside of Bradley Roby and Vernon Hargraves, who's had decent moments, uh, I believe he leads the team in past uh, but I would like to see him more at the nickel cornerback spot and have Gary on, on the opposite side as a cornerback, too. Uh, but when we look at what he can bring to this team, he's a very good man corner. Uh, he's a playmaker when the ball is in the air, and he had just came to a situation where he was able to play with energy in both sides, were able to uh, work out for one another. It sucks that he is not here yet. And the numbers clearly show, not only the numbers, but the eye tests. If you guys go back and did any of your research or eye tests on Gary Young, while here in Houston, especially when he started to start those games toward the end of the season and the playoffs, you were able to see his confidence growth, you were able to see his play growth, you were able to see his play recognition growth, you were able just to see a better version of him. And I hate the fact that he's not here right now because do I think he would be better with his team, with his secondary, be better with him? Absolutely, because now you would not have. Plays like Phillip Gangs on the field. You would not have to worry about AJ Moore, who, you know, he's been placed on IR because he got injured. You would not have to worry about trying to feel a, a void because he's out. It'll kind of work out smoothly and perfectly because guys will be at their natural position. And overall, I think that's where we are right now. We're, we're just not seeing uh, a unit that had an opportunity to work on the things that they wanted to work on collectively because of the lack of offseason. And, you know, they have kind of been thrown together in a sense. Yeah, they had a good practice with one another in the offseason when they were finally able to play uh, or practice, but they were not having a preseason and they were playing their own team over and over again. That's not really... You know, they say repetition is the best way to get better, but not when you know what the other guy is going to do most of the time or not when you know the tendencies. And that's why our preseason is important. But nonetheless, Garyon Conley is truly missed on this secondary, and it shows. Now, John, you did mention
0: something that I do want to go back to really quick. You mentioned the idea of Conley being cleared to play come week 11 of the regular season. To be honest with you, if I'm Conley – I'm not coming back that late into the season because not only would you be trying to play yourself back into shape, you will also be dealing with COVID as well. And if I'm Conley, why would I risk my health and put my health in jeopardy for a team nine times out of 10 that late into the season? They're possibly going to be eliminated from playoff contention.
1: You know, I absolutely agree. And I think if he comes back that late, what difference will it actually make if they're not in contention? Um, but I will say this: they have a very slim chance, and I, I do mean slim chance, to be in contention if this offense continues to roll the way it has been rolling in the last two weeks. When they took on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and what we saw out of this offense Sunday, after uh, losing a roller coaster of a game against the Tennessee Titans, and shout out to Mike Vrabel for knowing the NFL rules and using it against. The Tennessee, the I'm sorry, the Texans and using it for the Tennessee Titans. But is this Texans offense real? Will it be able to sustain what we've seen in the last two games and continuously head forward, progress forward in the second half of the season? And that's something we we're going to talk about today. So can't wait to dive into that.
0: Thanks to the lack of natural athleticism or commitment, fewer than one percent of one percent of one percent of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they will join another league—the league of football watchers. These passionate fans are real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game; it's made for those who watch it. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Um, when you take a look at the last two performances on offense for this team, what does, it say is, what does it say about the versatility? Last week it was Brandon Cooks who stepped up. This week it was Will Fuller and Darren Fails. Well,
1: it says that we have guys who can make plays and are making plays and that our quarterback sees that he has uh, weapons around him that he can utilize and he's taking advantage of what the defense gives him and uh, throwing him to the open guy. And, and those two guys were open uh, a few times. And he took advantage of that, you know, and so I think it's it's a good sign that the offense is making good progress. Um, And, you know, you're down in the game and you come back and you get ahead and you have a chance to win at the end. So progress is being made and hopefully we can continue to build on that.
0: Last week when the Houston Texans received their first win of the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I was a little iffy about giving them too much credit for playing a team who was one without four or five of their starters on the defensive side of the ball and the fact that they were playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. However, against the Tennessee Titans versus a better defense and a better team as a whole, the Texans actually put on an offensive show that I love. a matter of fact, I think the offensive performance that they showcased against the Titans was actually better than the offensive performance they showcased during the Jacksonville Jaguars. We were able to see the versatility on full display as Deshaun Watson was able to spread the ball around amongst his receivers on his way to recording four touchdowns and a loss. And when comparing the Texans offense through the first four games of the season versus where they are now following the departure of Bill O'Brien, I do believe that the Houston Texans might be in a position where they can actually hold a top 10 offense during the second half of the season. Through the first four games, the Texans averaged 20 points per game while averaging 327 total yards. During the last two games, the Texans averaged 33 points per game while recording an average of 449 total yards over the previous two games. So if Houston is able to continue the dominance that they have showcased on the offensive side of the ball, I do believe that the Houston Texans can put themselves in a position, well let me correct myself, they could come close to having a top 10 offense in the league because everyone knows The run game featuring David Johnson is what's going to
1: hold this team back. We have to, as Texans fans, the media, we have to, especially this year, well, I think this year only while we're at this moment, we can't get too caught up. Now, with that being said, everybody in the city of Houston recognized that Bill O'Brien Held Deshaun Watson back And if there was any proof Of what we couldn't have What we could have gotten It's been the last two games It's been the fact that Deshaun Watson has thrown over 300 yards consecutively And multiple touchdowns It's been the fact that Him and Brandon Cooks are on the same page now uh, A game after Brandon Cooks Recorded no catches Off one target It's been the fact that Will Fuller has looked good. Jordan Aikens went down. Dan Fails had a very good game Sunday. And Deshaun is able to go through his progressions. He's calling audibles at the line of scrimmage. He's, 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 he's leading the guys where he wants to go. And, you know, he's missed a couple of passes. I get it. I understand it. And at times, I still want him to use his legs more, especially in the NFL 2020 season where it's acceptable compared to maybe just 10 or 15 years ago. Unless you're like Cam Newton. So what I'm getting at is I trust Romeo Cornell to trust Deshaun Watson to be himself. And him being himself will lead this team, offensively at least, to great numbers. You know, you know but what I want to know is will these great numbers translate into wins? That's something that we're going to have to really keep our eye on and see, you know, how great – Can this team be strictly off of Deshaun Watson leading this team with no defense? Because that's what I'm calling it, no defense. And it won't be that good. They're going to lose games. They're going to win some games strictly off of him. They're going to lose games strictly off the defense. You know, ultimately, overall, this man, this star that Houston just paid, will be responsible for allowing this team, allowing this offense to be explosive through the next 10 games of this year. I do believe that. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend thirty, fifty, or even a hundred percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG one four five six fuel pump assembly for a two thousand five through two thousand ten hundred Odyssey costs three hundred fifty three. rockauto.com is for everybody and it does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com you know i also want to tell you guys about built go right it's it's just amazing it's kind of sweeping the the workout nation is sweeping the gyms. It's keeping everybody where they need to be in. Uh, Bill Gold just makes you the best you at whatever you do. That's what it does. That is the main objective. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break right through it with Go Every Day. Easy to take in a 1.5 ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. If you're playing some flag football with your boys, it's good for that or you could just put it in your pocket to get through the day. Bilgo is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus it's so natural for the body. It's just completely better. It's like drinking a monster with a third of caffeine and better results with three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my favorite chocolate mint. I like mint, you know, mint, mint, it gives you like this. Fresh feeling at the end, you know what I mean? Whenever you drink it or eat it. Built Go combines energy gel with a collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into the system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff, and it's great to ignite your work. And it ignites my work as well. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go!
0: With the Green Bay Packers coming in town on Sunday, the Houston Texans are in a very tough situation, a realistic situation where they possibly can end up 1-6 in six at the conclusion of Sunday's game. However, with the bye week coming up and the Jacksonville Jaguars next on the schedule starting November 8th, the Houston Texans might be in a position where they can possibly still make a push towards the playoffs because out of their nine remaining games, I counted seven potential games where the Texans can actually come out victorious and still put themselves in a position where they can possibly still make a run at the wild card position. I know it's going to be tough, but you never know. With a guy like Deshaun Watson on your side, you never know. The Texans might be the Tennessee Titans of 2020 to go on the tear in the second half of the season and actually make a push towards the playoffs.
1: It would be in their favor if they had a complete team and they were losing this game, these games rather, uh, strictly off of, you know, just minor mental mistakes or, or, you know, Things that just wasn't going their way. But, you know, this team is just not good on one complete side of the ball. They can't stop anybody. And we've seen it time and time again this year. We will see them hold a team to third and eleven. Third and eight, third and twelve, second and twenty, and they just completely blow it. And we gave a lot of money to Zach Cunningham this offseason. And he, yes, he has a lot of tackles. Yes, he leads this team in tackles. Yes, he is, I think, top four in the league right now in total tackles. But he's just not getting it done. You know, there's there's some IQ that has tailed off a bit, especially in the last couple of games from Zach Cunningham and Whitney Merciless on the other hand, he, you know, he had three sacks in the, in the two expand, but ultimately how valuable is he moving forward? And I think that we need to look at the trade deadline of November 3rd will and should the Texans make moves in order to secure a better positioning for themselves in the future. Are you going to be better? Can you make the playoffs? Is it worth even trying? If not, do you scrap the season? Oh, but however, when we look at what we have on what we have going on right now, they have to take on the Green Bay Packers, and I think this is a, a winnable game. However, this defense will have the task of stopping Aaron Rodgers, who's on my fantasy team, and he will be starting that day. I don't think they'll get it done. I think when you look at the rest of their schedule, they have games on there that they can win. But I look at a game against Cincinnati. And I can see Joe Burrow having a career day against this defense. I really can see that. I can see a a very great quarterback like Matthew Stafford, who's just a product of his situation in Detroit, having a very good day against his defense. And and wearing Deshaun Watson down because he's just going to have to continue to do more and to do more and to do more. And it's not going to always fall in his favor. We just saw it on Sunday. So do I think this team... Can, can compete for a playoff position. Well, I don't think they win the division, but I call that at the beginning of the year. So the next best thing would, to be, would be getting a wild card spot. And when I look who's in the wild card or who would possibly get that wild card spot, is this team better than the, the New England Patriots who are not leading their division in the AFC East? No, they're not. The New England Patriots have suffered COVID problems, and that has knocked them off a bit. When I look around, um, do I think this team is better than the Oakland Raiders and could, can, and could secure a spot with, in, in the wild card over the Oakland Raiders? No, I do not. Do I think they're better than the Indianapolis Colts, and could they secure a wild card spot over the Colts? No, I do not. That's it. I don't trust them defensively. I think any quarterback or any team offensively that has an opportunity that has talent will have some type of career ish type of game against this defense because they lack too much through six games. Nothing has improved. And in some areas has gotten worse. You can put makeup on a pig. All you want it's still pork.
0: Well, I'm glad that you mentioned the trade, line and that's the conversation I think you and I should have on tomorrow's show because we all are ready to move forward and just throw the 2020 season away. Everyone wants to do that except for the Houston Texans themselves. And the only way I can see them actually – still trying to salvage what is left of this season, they have to make some moves, especially on the defensive side of the ball. There's no way in hell they can continue going out there with the pieces that they have, especially on their secondary, and still expect to turn their season around. It's not going to happen. And John, you said this Sunday is a winnable game playing against the Green Bay Packers. Look, Ryan Tannehill just threw for almost 400 yards, 364. If Ron Tannehill can do that against this Texan secondary, we might see a record-breaking performance from Aaron Rodgers. Because in the words of Stephen A. Smith, that's a bad man. And I'm actually afraid to see what this guy is going to do, how he's going to pick apart and have a field day on the Texan secondary. So hopefully I'm, I'm wrong. You are right. And we go into the bye week with, with a two and five record and not one and six. But looking ahead, the Texans have to make some moves. And th- the second half of the season, it's a little bit easier, but they, they, they have to make some moves if they're trying to turn this season around.
1: Yeah, something must give. What must give? Well, in in the case of this team, you can say a lot, right? <laughs> but ultimately, the first thing that they must do is convince that they 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 have the talent to close out games to win games and not only convince us but just go out there and do it and when when we look at what's going to happen on Sunday of course we're going to take opportunity to continuously analyze we have the crossover this week we're going to look at what the Texans can actually do to take on to win this game that they take on against the Packers uh Is there opportunity there? Yeah, there is. You know, Deshaun can have one of those games like he just had. And maybe the defense can create a couple of more plays than what they did against the Tennessee Titans and Houston can win that game. But then at that point, there'll be two and five, and they definitely want to avoid one and six, because right now, no matter what they do, if they don't make the playoffs, that draft pick would be a great draft pick, but unfortunately, it'll be going to Miami. And so that's the biggest takeaway that I have for this bad year. Like Bill O'Brien put this team so far behind that if they even had a chance to build through the draft, it doesn't matter because they will be going to another team off South Beach. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Locked On Texans and like us on the Facebook page as well.
0: And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavies underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y d-a-v-i-s underscore 24. until next time ladies and gentlemen peace